Happy New Year, Friday Deployers. We're so rusty at producing content for you guys that we messed up and didn't record half of this episode. And by we, I mean me. But that's okay. We tried to make it up to you all. Part of the reason why is because we're so damn busy. And on that note, we're actually hiring right now a couple of engineers and some product owners. If you're interested in working with the team at Lofty, send us your resume. Do it through the podcast email so that we know that you're one of our people from over here and we can put you through the extra super secret hard interview process. That's podcast at hirelofty.com. H-I-R-E-L-O-F-T-Y.com. Just, I've just never used it because we're, we're usually moving so fast. Obviously, I can build a REST API quicker, but, mm. um, you know. Yeah, that, I, I think, the, like, at this point, I think I, I've i done it so much that I prefer it, like, so much over just a regular REST API. Like, I can't, I literally can't remember the last time I just wrote, like, a REST API. Um for any for anything that wasn't like a lambda or something like that, right? Like anything more substantial than that, um, it's I, I just really uh, really like the pattern of being able to ha- just ask for exactly what you want and like more easily deprecate fields um, and not have to like version your API. Like those are the two things that I really really like about GraphQL. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are definitely like some trade offs with some squirrely shit like to deal with there, but, uh, at times, but I feel like those trade-offs are, are, are usually worth it. Um, yeah, it, because I think maybe what you would find Alan is that for GraphQL stuff, like you end up doing a lot of the same shit you're doing in your rest API anyway. Yeah. It's just, you have a better like outward facing interface. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, you know, it's, it's definitely, I definitely see the value in it. Um, and that's that's something that, um, that I may put on put on my list. I didn't mean to hijack. I feel like Tyrell was talking about his resolution. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity actually to have a very honest moment with all of you because I have to share it with you because we're so rusty at this shit that I believe I might have missed not recorded the first half of everything we just said. Uh, so, hey, man, it's happening. Wait, I, I know, I know. This is not the first time. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I did, maybe I did. Blake has been here for at least two of these. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm bad I was, luck. It's a, is that a soft I did No, we just get that's, so excited. That's a, Blake's that's a on the show that we that's forget to hit record. We're not, we're not totally sure on this. Uh, we're squeezing... I switched to the big board at the last minute. I don't know if you guys remember using this recording board, but you yeah. have to arm the tracks for recording. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. exactly why I didn't do the and, one time. And, yeah. and when you are recording, it, it'll show you the master level, but you might not be recording the master track, and there's mm-hmm. nothing on the recorder that indicates levels. So we were recording, 
but I'm 99% sure we were recording. Well, that's not true. I'm 80% sure we were recording a channel with no level on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I have stopped and restarted and this may be the beginning of the episode or maybe I added all this out because it was fun. Uh, it's well, fucking maybe 2021, hello. y'all. <laughs> Blake, it's good to have you back, just in case we missed that. JavaScript sucks, yada, yada, yada. Getting caught up on it. That's the most 2021 way to start a podcast. I'm telling you, and it pains me, but I wanted you all to have that context. So for the next half an hour, you didn't go back and like reference shit you'd already said. Me in the back of my head going like, yeah, that's not going to make any sense at all. Uh, (laughs) Say what, Will? Say that again. A brief rundown of what we said. What do we say? We're yeah. talking. We're talking resolutions. Yeah. We're talking resolutions. Yeah. Dev yeah. resolutions. We talked about. Uh, let's see. Blake had said something about he. He wanted to write more uh, Python. Yeah, he was done with JavaScript. Yeah. Is what exactly. he had wanted said. to learn Django. That, that oh, was yeah. one thousand percent not my resolution. <laughs> he wanted uh, to do more shit. He wanted That's to right. do. You wanted to do more public stuff. He yeah. said he gave Public some ideas of stuff. stuff. We talked about zero as a service that we never got around to, but our listeners did. Thank you. Um, yeah, Open and we're talking. We're talking about uh, uh, dev resolutions. There's some Twitter drama. There's some. There's yep. some. Some Evan Yehuda React Apollo Twitter drama. Which is there a is- day there's not Twitter drama about something? Good point. Stupid. There's, there's yeah. Twitter drama. Sure. Yeah. It's just when it turns into something that's very in my. Focus yeah, on. it draws my attention. I'm just glad that we. I just, I'm just glad that we currently have Twitter drama that's not about toppling governments. Uh, you know, I went. There. I don't think Sorry. we need any of it. Phase I, B. I just don't. I think just. Mm. I, I've been, I, I have opted I out. The drama is. I, I occasionally go peek at the drama and see stuff that's going on, but as a Twitter user, I have I have totally opted out. I don't think mm-hmm. I've tweeted in like. Five years or something like that. Yeah, right. yeah. People want to know about our resolution. They don't give a shit about Twitter. I can guarantee you that. Because <laughs> in another week, they're gonna be like, "I'm already, I'm sick of Twitter more than I was this week." Yes, it's true. No one, <laughs> no one's resolution was to tweet more, uh, or maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, well, that's true. Individual. So, so Tyrell, remind me what was what was your remind us all uh, what oh, your resolution the, was. The drama was. Uh, Evan and Ikuda were making fun of React developers for putting, uh, or Apollo for putting React in Apollo. Got it. And not uh, not being platform agnostic though they say they are. Apollo being Apollo the being GraphQL client. GraphQL. Yeah. I was saying I want to start incorporating GraphQL into some projects at Lofty, but uh, Graphene is is hot garbage when it comes to performance. So I'm going to have to use something besides the Python implementation of GraphQL. To put GraphQL in place, Blake, uh, Blake and Alan were uh, banting back and forth the virtues of GraphQL as they both see them. Which brings you up to speed. I think the audience yeah, entered in yeah. the middle of that part of the conversation. Well, that was a good yeah, recap. My part. They just played at like half speed. Yeah, honestly, that might have been better than what around. actually happened yeah. when we first recorded it. You know, <laughs> much more organized. <laughs> yeah, it was the shit. Uh, I, I did stuff with it a long time ago, but I need to go back. To see yeah. we, so we did use GraphQL on a lofty project, Tyrell, but uh, I don't think you touched it. No, I, it was it was on the uh, on our other engineering client. Um, it was yeah, on that right. uh, that mobile app that we built for uh, 
for them for them for the the, the thing with the phone and the AI. The I can't, it's I not. Th- I had yeah. On it. yeah, I believe uh, so. I believe we used GraphQL on that. I believe oh, uh, we used Grafana on it. Last yeah. last I played, I may have just it. blurted out the name of the client, and you may have to go back in and edit that out. We'll look for it. Your I call. think I cross talked it. Uh, it uh, in in yeah. any case, <laughs> I was being vague because We're really I. Bad at this. Yeah, it's not that I don't remember <laughs> I any of this. I, I do think that we are under NDA uh, though. So yeah, you're all yeah, going to have to sign the sheet at the end it. of the episode. I didn't even hear it. Yeah. <laughs> So, you're you're not a you're not a, a lawyer. So we we literally we disclosed stuff. nothing about that project except that it's using GraphQL, and uh, and I don't think that part was privileged. So I think we're good. But yeah, so we did on that one. I say we we had a developer on the team do it. Um, Hayden. Yeah, and yep. I think Hayden had a good experience with it, from what I recall. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. much better than DRF, which you know he explicitive, explicitive, not Ruby, not Rails, explicitive. It's true. Yeah. You know, but I uh, <laughs> I, hey, look, I don't, I don't I love like DRF it, either. Though. I, I, yeah. I like it's got I, its faults. I, I like building APIs in Python, but like you know, there's some, there's some things I don't love about DRF. Yeah. I don't like I've, having I've to. I've gotten used to them. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know I'm yeah. like the back of my hand. Yeah. But like, why does my fucking view set have oh. to import the serializer and then yeah, like yeah. to include it? But then I got to import the model on both. It's like, god damn, how many times do I have to set the same property on it's all these a, things? Model, yeah, yeah. Model, yeah. Model, they're model, all model. Yes. fucking <laughs> importing each other. Like, <laughs> figure it out. You know, um, there's a little That's bit the of that. thing ever. It's it's annoying, right? It's it gets my quick sometimes. It's my yeah, chief it's, complaint it, of about DRF. I'd imagine, especially to a Rails developer, that's just everything's imported. Yeah. Any yeah. way like, all the time. Yeah, why exactly. do I have yeah, to do all why, this? Why, why, am <laughs> why am I importing anything at all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why, why, let alone four places. places. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it in the runtime by now? That's uh, funny. But I, I liked it. I got into kind of my last little bit with, with taking it serious and diving into it was with uh, was looking up authentication, authorization, <laughs> how to <laughs> you know lock down certain endpoints and and uh, all of that which i remember doing and going once i figured it out it was like well yeah that's that's not yeah. any worse than anything i've done in drf um yeah. so i you got my support tyrell and and some well he walked away probably <laughs> i see that he yeah. disappeared but he's somewhere. got my support though on the graph graphql <laughs> uh yeah, i think the uh the like the the go graphql implementation is good i was and gonna the, ask uh, about go i knew that that was very popular rust the go rust land. go c sharp and javascript are the are like the 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 ones that are that most people use well you know that of all of those choices we're going to opt towards go of all those yeah that's fine i mean yeah. it's go it's or good. go or good yeah go uh, or i mean or something yeah i I have thing definitely things that I don't like about Go, but it's the things that everyone doesn't like about Go. So um, GitHub as a package otherwise, manager. Otherwise, I like using Go. What's that? I said GitHub as a package manager. Uh, yes, yeah. that, that's the big. That's a huge one. Everyone, Although that has everyone. Gotten, yeah, I know. Do Rust. I know. I'll do Rust, so I don't have to. Imp- so I don't have there to have GitHub as a path. No, I would. I would just. I would probably use Spring Boot and and figure out GraphQL over there if I was doing a microservice that. And performance was really an issue. Alan's Alan's coming in with the the wild card. He's he's always Josh, he's yeah. got some affinity for Java back there. Uh, well, he said C sharp. I mean, that's that's pretty much that's Java with .NET support in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was just placating though. He knew none of us were interested in the C sharp implementation. Uh, I know true. I'm not interested in the C sharp. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, I'm oh. the only one who works here that doesn't absolutely hate JavaScript. I. That's why I like you, Willow. That's why you're the best. So you guys get along good. I, I did for I, a while, hate but, like, I've just figured it out, so it doesn't even... I've gotten used to it. It doesn't bother me. I love it in my browser. <laughs> I always have. I've always enjoyed it in my browser. It's true. It's true. Where it you, could take, you could take that love to a server, Alan. <laughs> no. no. There's something already there, Blake. There's no room. Yeah. <laughs> Python's already there. I, I don't even have to install it. <laughs> I, I, actually, so I, uh, I over the over Christmas, I listened to the, the last episode of the last year that you guys recorded. And I did while I was here want to, to uh, tell Willow how much I appreciate that you mentioned Berserk in that podcast. Oh, in the anime oh, discussion? I did. I forgot. Oh, I, that. Yeah. I fucking love Berserk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole time you guys I were used like, to, I used to have about a Berserk. anime, I, was, I just wanted to be in the conversation. I was like, I have so much to say about this. <laughs> Blake, there used to be a Berserk poster right here, here, but I had to take it down. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't I, uh, safe for clients, right? No, yeah, it, it was not. Well, Blakey, you know where we are. You can always come talk shit with us on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys. So, and you guys aren't going to have an office anymore, huh? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's up in the air. That's, uh, that's the way you left it at the like. I feel like in that it's, episode. It's true. It's true. Well, um, yes. I mean, like you know. So there's there have been there's been a slight shift of circumstance, which which hasn't. Oh. Uh, permanently changed anything, although it's it's changed the timeline of stuff. We still have an office. You can see you can see we're using it as everyone's <laughs> calling in from home, but it's st- it's still yeah. there. Uh, I don't we we don't know exactly if we're going to keep the the office that you know, Blake, and the office mm-hmm. that the listeners know that they're fond of the reverb of of the studio that we had. Uh, you <laughs> used to hear our voices bouncing off the wall of that office, but I don't know if we keep that one. We have it still today. We're not using it. Um, we have decided that we are going remote as an organization, um, particularly on the dev and production staff team, but but really team Y. I mean, we're, we've we've fully embraced it. It only took us nine months of half-assing it to go like, I guess we need to like really think about doing remote the right way. Um, but it's it's been good. I, I I think the team's really enjoyed it. It's been a smooth transition. So that is happening um, for the company. I think we still have a physical space. We just don't know quite what that looks like yet. Mm. Um, I think we still are going to have some conference space. I think we're still going to have a place that we can bring clients into and yeah. bring teams together to meet with clients, to have an all hands when we when we have people that are out of state that we want to bring in, and probably yeah. some amount of studio space. And this will get to my resolution. I'll bring it up now, which isn't really a dev one, but it's about this show which is like, and it's a post-COVID thing, but I cannot wait to get back to doing this show live. You know, I'm glad we get to hang out with you guys on Zoom and shit, but it's not the same, okay? It's not the same for me. I don't think it's quite the same for the listeners in some way or another, and we we recognize and respect that. It's one of the reasons why we went to a every two-week schedule instead of an every-week schedule, because um, it's, it's, it's harder to produce this show remotely. It really is. I can't quite put my finger on why, but the dynamic is different. You know, when you can like hear Tyrell sigh the whole time, um, like under his breath, you can kind of hear it on the microphone, but see, he can mute himself now. 
it's, you know, there, there is, yeah, there, there's a certain camaraderie that you've been in the same room like all day, and then now yeah. you're venting about the week all together. And and, and the, and the I, wind I is the, the wind is work. quicker. You know, it's there's yeah. that, that yeah, thirty yeah, millisecond sure. delay actually cuts into the sharpness of of everyone's mm. wit here. It does, especially when you're trying to um, trying to kind of you know pretend basically that we all are in the same room. There's a certain amount of overhead like always get used up. Yep, I feel like there that you don't you don't have in person. So so I I I I uh, you know at some point post COVID I want to go back to doing the show live in person mm-hmm. again. Uh, I miss doing that. And actually, that's one of the things, Blake, at our current office, this is the other side of my resolution, is I, I, I want to get back to doing the show live. And I want to invest more in the show this year. Last year, it, you know, like most things, most of our, like, a bunch of stuff fell to the wayside for a lot of us. This show was kind of that, I think, for us. Um, we mm. still did it, and we still enjoy it, and we want to keep doing it. But it was hard to produce remotely, it was hard to figure out a schedule. We couldn't bring guests in in the same way. Um, and so we want to, for me, I want to get back to doing this show uh, in a bigger way, invest more in it. Um, and one of those things, by the end of the year, I would like to see us doing some degree of consistent uh, video publication with this show. So mm-hmm. the office right now has a makeshift video studio set up right now. Um, that I have been testing, but we're not ready yet to get people in person. But Blake, I want you to come sit on the couch yeah, with us when like we GRE. when we do our first yeah, I was uh, say, video like stream. Is that, is that like a feed of, of us sitting around? Pretty much, yeah. That's the yeah, idea, is, cool. is uh, sit on the couch. We won't, uh, it's not a closed mic scenario, is the idea. So we won't have um, headsets and microphones in our face, but I actually... <laughs> I'm I'm setting up um, rigged miking um, overhead so that you okay, know it's just yeah. sitting around in the studio chatting um, and so far like the it's tested out pretty good um, with the intent of live streaming this on a couple different platforms in addition to releasing the audio version of it as the mm. podcast so that's that's yeah. something I'd like to see us move towards this year um, part of that you know is like there's like things we need to do but also we also need the world to change a little bit. To accommodate getting us all in the same room again, so we're kind of kind of held up by that part of it. Do do uh, do we want to make do we want to make a make a gamble? You want to you want to take bets on when the world goes back to normal? Are you fucking when we think that when we think that'll be? Make you need to make that gamble on Wall Street bets. Uh, That's where you make that gamble. Is Uh, I'm not that adventurous. Go go make some uh, bets on WeWork stock if you want to if you want to gamble yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, a hard pass. No, that. I mean honestly, I I like to I like to dream um, that by April, all of us who want a vaccine will have gotten it. I think that'd be oh, awesome. Oh hell no, that ain't gonna happen. Oh shit, and I'm not saying, it's controversial. Oh, that, means one. that means we won't. <laughs> well, you know, Blake Tyrell and I were debating this. And I don't want to get into, like, I'm not trying to exploit shit. I'm just saying that the state of Arkansas released its guideline, and IT workers are considered part of the third phase of the rollout. Yeah. And I get why, because it's like, there's, there's like, literally, you know, 10,000 people at Walmart working from home because of a couple brave IT nerds that are running cable and swapping out busted hard drives and data centers somewhere. I think that's who it applies to, but, like, yeah. I think technically... 
we could in the state of Arkansas go get ourselves some vaccines in the next in because we're in phase two, we're in one B now, right? Phase, phase I know, phase, and we're phase one yeah. C is where IT workers are. So yeah, all know. I know is my grandma's appointment to get one, but they they really need to like have a drive through with it. Yeah, they get yeah. blue shots with a drive through. It's not right. Like, so like, right now you can sign up on Collier's website and they'll mm-hmm. notify you when you can come come oh, in sweet. and get it. Yeah, my sweet, mom's sweet. getting one next week. My uh, mom got one last week. Hmm. Yeah, so. Jen got hers back in December. She work in healthcare? Yeah, she works at the VA. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, she's good to go. I don't know about like the the like specifically saying within IT um if that I don't want to call it a loophole. I mean, technically that's how they wrote it. I I feel like the spirit of that decision is not for people like us that are working from home anyway, but uh but potentially there. I don't know, you know. I'm I'm optimistic, Willow. I think by April uh maybe maybe we're there. I I hope that's true. Um but I also like can see it going the other way, but part at least going the other way in some places, you know, when they, when they say they've sent, you know, X number of vaccinations and 10% of them have been given because, because 5G Bill Gates, um, like, I feel like we're going to go through the phases much faster than I think I originally thought. Well, we then here's would. what I said for sure, because I was like, would I be exploiting the the, the written um, uh, guidance here if I said, hey, I'm in IT, I want mine? Maybe. And so I was like, I'm not going to do that. Until the minute I see someone standing up going like, it's going to give you fucking, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hoax. And then I'm like, fuck it. I, I'm, put me at the front of the line. If people are denying yeah. it and saying, no, I don't want it, then, like, then by all means, I will escalate myself to the front. I will, I will use whatever options I have in front of me to get yeah, to the Yeah, but if, if people, so I don't think you should force anybody to do anything. I, I totally agree. I just, if people I, aren't going to get it, then we're going back to normal because I'm not doing this shit for little crybabies who don't want to to do something. Yeah, no, totally. That's 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 I I'm with Willow on this 100. percent That's that's what I mean. Is like the minute like people are refusing to take it and they have the option, and I'm like, hey, can I have theirs? I will, and then I, then I'm going back to normal life because I put in the work. I haven't gone anywhere for yeah, months. And, and then they're, they're, I'm, I'm ready, they're to, I'm ready to like, be back. You're like, oh, we're, we're not going back to normal just because you have a vaccine. Like, no, I am. <laughs> I am. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about me. I'm good. This it's gonna be weird, man. There's gonna be yeah. like there's gonna be like people asking for your papers. Let me see your vaccine paperwork. People are gonna be yeah. lying that they got one. It's gonna be fucked and, up. We don't know what's I'm not gonna an happen. Anti-vaxxer, but you ain't getting no papers, man. I I just look. I, I definitely I definitely don't know what's going to happen in that regard. Here's what I know is that like for the context of of the original kind of question Blake of like, you know, when do we get back to particularly with doing the show live again? If, if y'all motherfuckers have paperwork, we're, we're doing it. Done. Done. That that can happen. Can't speak to yeah. when when we can all go play top golf or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> Which has we been a fucking right well, I, you <laughs> yeah. can you can but I've I've been more cautious than that I've been more saying, cautious than that the golf club, but I will say how <laughs> pissed off I was because I was excited about Top Golf opening and it opened right in the middle of all this shit and I can't bring myself to do that I've been more careful mm. than that I've got some very high risk people around me in my life and so I've 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 decided that I know that you can 
And I know that it's outdoors and it's probably a lower risk activity than other things, but I haven't. And I was pissed off about that. And I'm ready to go do it. Uh, you know, my mom has a lot of health trouble and she got her vaccine. So I'm kind of like, kind of feeling, kind of feeling a little like uh, less risk averse now. Yeah, well, no, if that's the only thing you're worried about, which I makes sense to me. Yeah. That's, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to say I'm not worried about myself. I am, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited for it to go back. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it there. The thing thing that's dumb is that they're saying now is like, oh, it can still, you can still carry it around in your nose if you've had either the vaccine or had the virus or whatever, because it sort of simulates having the virus anyway. This is where this is where I just can't even bring myself to just read all the speculation because I'm with but you, Willow. It's, it's, so just, it's in your it's, nose. It's not going to replicate because it it can't inhibit the next cell. So there's no chance it's going to replicate. So you'd have like the smallest viral load possible. You're not going to spread it. It's just dumb. Yeah, I'm sure that like you know it can collect up on the on the sleeve of your t-shirt too. Um, you know what they said? They said. Uh, on surfaces, all you have to do is brush it off, and that's enough to like get it away. It's mostly just like spit, snot, spit particles. I forget who it was that said something about. It, but, we just got to stop spitting in each other's mouths. Yeah, so, something you know? along Jay, the lines of brush that dirt off your shoulders. Yeah. There's there's clouds <laughs> there's clouds of people snot everywhere, just lingering in the air. It turns out, and I guess we yeah. kind of knew that, but then um, mm. every scientist in the world started studying it, and they were just like, "There's a lot of fucking snot clouds," and it turns out <laughs> we hadn't really thought about it. We, I mean, we never it. had a reason. But, to yeah, now that, that we started setting up the cameras and imaging and like having people sneeze in an ultraviolet room, it turns out that boogers yeah. have a lot of hang if, time. If you're uh, in a room and nobody can be six <laughs> feet apart, we're yeah. just hanging out in boogers. Just boogers. Like, booger clouds, man. That's the stuff we won't be able to forget afterwards. That's going to be going to be kind of, you know, I, I'm optimistic that way down the road, it's just going to be kind of, kind of comical to us and kind of like, you know, I remember our grandparents like talking about World War Two and yeah. all that, and what that was like. And you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, whatever. You know, but it's <laughs> like that's going to be kind of ours that the next generation is going to go. You know, I, I don't know, but I remember having to wear a mask and there was like yeah. it was like Halloween for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like like we're going to because I don't know if this happens to anyone else. Have you guys gotten to a place in your life where you like watch TV and you find some content from like before mm-hmm. the before times and mm-hmm. you just get fucking uncomfortable at how close everyone's standing together? Is that happening, yeah. guys? I was yeah. watching some like some clip on YouTube, and it was from an award ceremony, and people kissing each other on the cheek. And I was like, "What the fuck? Don't get so close to Matt Damon, you know?" And, <laughs> and like, you guys are like right in each other's. It it makes me like physically like uncomfortable, and I don't know how now, long that's gonna last. But I I, th- I, don't I think know, it's but like. You- We'll have this era, though, right, yeah. of, of masks and things like that, because yeah. there's so many shows that are incorporating it. That's know? right. Even and shameless. It's dumb that people incorporate it. that stuff into their shows. I'm like, bro. They're, they're making it timely. You know, it'll be yeah. weird to see, like, to go back and, like, this, like, one sliver of content for a while where they have it. I, or, like, I'm interested from, like, when, like, 10 years from now. When some show does an episode that's set in the past, and just for continuity of it, like people were, and you're like, oh, that must have been during the the coronavirus pandemic. I'm excited for 50 years from now when Antique Roadshow comes through, and they're just like, oh, I see, this was this was a mask by the Haynes Corporation. 
They only made these in the in the last yeah the last months of 2020. Masks in the last phase of the global pandemic. Oh, my grandma told me about that. That's when she gave it to me. And you can yeah, see, yeah, that's, yeah. You can see the you can see this the the snot cloud kind of here on the side. You can tell yeah, this one used. You shake it reminded. a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one actually Stop has it. a Moderna sticker on the back of it. That's really like, rare. So I, I've noticed. You know how they make they have like old shows and they bring them back like every freaking five minutes. Yeah, that's that's oh. what millennials did to the world. Is we had to fucking reboot everything. <laughs> well, the thing yeah. is, I've I've noticed that. They always, they always make them like, oh, it's current year. Look, I am on my cell phone, tweeting <laughs> like it's from yeah. like you know, from like the eighties, and then and then it's now. They're like, I'm on my cell phone tweeting. Oh, did you see what the president did today, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you you are just. You're so you're dating yourself, and it's just annoying. They do put a shelf life on shows by doing that. There's something that we like as people like about it, though. On some level, it's, it's reasonable to do it. That, I think. Yeah, something about like taking an time. old thing and like, oh shit, it's the same thing, but it's now, and yeah, it <laughs> ties you back to. But it. I think I think when you see that stuff from like like the past and then and then they do it it's it's it makes sense this later is, this is then. like a, a moment in in human history that when you're living in it feels like eternity but mm-hmm. like 10 years from now it's going to end up being a pretty small blip of time and it is going to be kind of weird it's going to feel kind of forced when you see I, like the relics I don't of feel it like anything that that's happened that's happened has but, but i i do think alan like the generational rift that you're gonna have from people that lived through it kind of like mm-hmm. the the world war ii like stuff that lived on forever with people is like we're gonna be talking to our kids and grandkids being like now if you go out to that dance tonight make sure you wear a mask you know and they'll be like god yeah. damn it grandpa we don't do the mask thing it's just like y'all are standing <laughs> real fucking close together and i just think you ought to be six feet apart and like no one does the six feet thing Grandpa. I don't like, know. Well, that I don't know. I'm just saying. Everybody doesn't yeah. like yeah. it, so they're as soon as they don't have to, they're going to not. So yeah. I don't know that there's going to be anybody who says like 50 years if everything goes back to normal and we never have another thing like this again, which is really doubtful. Uh, but they're just going to be like, I don't. Yeah, well, there's another not, baby boomer generation. There's not a lot of people on the fence here. All the clever's going out. I, I actually wonder how many people will just continue to wear masks as well. I think I think that will be a thing. I think you saw that uh, definitely in like um, Asian cultures after H one N one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Like you know, it's it's uh, super common. I mean, you see it enough here. Like you bird would, flu. Like, was it bird flu? I mean, through yeah, through a couple flu. of different like a different yeah, like pandemic type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Swine flu came from, it started in Mexico and then moved here and then moved there the rest of the world. But there was a lot of that. Um, there was a lot of that in, in Asia and like being totally stereotypical. And I, and I, and I mean this in a nice way, but like you would see like the little old Asian lady at the airport wearing a mask. And that was mm-hmm. like a pretty common sight. Um, and now that's the, and now like, now I just totally get it. Because yeah. I'm just like, it's hard for me to imagine ever getting in a steel tube again and feeling comfortable without a mask. That's where I'm at right now. Now that I know yeah. about the booger clowns, you know? Um, well, I, I, I don't care. And like, I just totally get it. If you had lived through that, you would go around the world wearing I think I think you're right, Blake. I think a lot of people will go out wearing a mask. I know that you yeah. can get away with it. That's for sure. 
I guarantee three or four years from now, you can walk into a freaking Taco Bell with a gator mask all the way around your neck and face and stuff and like that. And people will notice it, but they're not going to go like, the fuck's up with this guy? You know? Yeah. We're all going to get it. Just be like, yeah, okay. It's it's been normalized, right? Totally. So it'll... Mm. And like even Jet... One thing, one interesting like side effect that we have noticed this year is like Lark, our daughter, has been sick this year like less than mm-hmm. any year that she's since she's been born totally uh henry has been, like I, I you know you go through this you go through the sixth once. season right mm-hmm. of like starts yeah. in october man for a little bit there it fucking sucks yeah uh and uh but like this year she's been sick once for two days uh and that's it yeah all winter it turns um, out it's within our control you know yeah yeah, like, exactly. To like yeah. keep germs from spreading, that shit works. It is, but what what is what is gonna be the result? So, like, let's say that you, in April you can like she can go back to the daycare, school, wherever she goes, or friend's house. Even it could be worse. She could get more sick. At least the yeah. first while, she'll get. She could get more sick. You mean like our immune systems will be weaker yeah. having not yeah. been exercised? P- potentially. So, yeah. uh, but she goes to public school right now. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of wild. They d- that, they that, that's, it's wild that, yeah, mm-hmm. well, there's that. And like, and people just like, not, not as a rule, not everyone, but on average, people are being more careful and interacting with less people. It just, it's, that's the whole point of it, right? Was to The only thing good is they got kids to wash their hands, which is well, one of the main problems with all the other diseases you're talking about. True that, yeah. true that. Yeah. Kids need to wash their hands, man. But, and yeah. the and all that, yeah. That, that yeah. is true. And I, and the whole point of all the measures put in was to lower the R not, right? It was to lower the like replication factor, the coefficient that's, by which people are they, interacting, you know? That's the mm-hmm. one thing I'll keep doing. Is just interacting uh, with people less or washing no. my hands. <laughs> no, uh, wash my hands every time I come back from the store. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can get down with that. Mm. All right, Willow, bring us back. Bring us back. And and I make it not about coronavirus. Let's recover where everyone's heard it. We've all lived it. What's what's your do you have a dev resolution, Willow, that you want to uh, share? Put her on the spot. Well, and I'm sorry. Just- just uh, think more about what I'm doing before I do it, so that <laughs> I, don't, so I don't have to go and clean up my messes later. I love it. That's Always like we all idea. have all to live that. that exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I love golf it. Clap, golf clap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that wasn't me laughing at you. It's I just found it so instantly relatable. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always that one. Yeah. Yep. That, always put that one. That's on going there. on going on thirty five years of that resolution. Back to something like, why did I do that? Uh, <laughs> Gross. Why did I do that? That's a good one. That's a good one to have, mm-hmm. just in general. But as, as a developer, right? Is to uh, I've always yeah, said, human beings always good. Yeah, if you're not looking at code you wrote from a year ago and going, "What the hell was I thinking here?" Then you're not progressing. You know. Yeah, that's part of the craft. Yeah. Yeah, a guy, uh, a, a guy I know has a, a saying he uses often, which is first be sure, then be sure, then be quick." And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. We were when laughing. Since rushing is taking place, we were laughing, uh, Blake, as we were going through some of our kind of new tooling for remote. We were doing some pair programming 
with uh, <laughs> extension and VS Code was really nice. One of the things we yeah, found the about live this share ex- thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah. were using the live yeah, share extension. I just did that the, the other day, Dude, the first time. It's sweet. And you go yeah, into code and it has a little contact list there and it pulls it from your git commits. And so it shows mm-hmm. you like other people that have edited that file that you can like Kind of like file. Google Docs, but for. It yeah. doesn't show you if they're. Yeah. Does it show you if they're like live looking at it right now? Maybe yeah, you so. can see their yeah. cursor. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I guess yeah. Like while you're while you're in like a session editing. I think it shows yeah. if they're online in VS Code. Yeah, available. I was gonna say even if you're yeah. not in a live yeah. coding session, you have this little contact list, and like we looked at it, and like Alan was pulled out some code, and it was on a project that like we're all working on together, but I personally had not committed on, um, and so the contact list had everyone but me in it, and I was like, oh shit, that's coming from your Git history. And it was kind of amazing because it was like, it was uh, basically like live Git blame, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, find who wrote this line of code and fucking call them right now. Like yeah, call the like, person, get them right call there. whoever's <laughs> responsible for this. And then we joked about it because you go and you do that. And it's just like you're a Git blame, your, your own fucking phone rings when you do it, you know, <laughs> uh, and that, that, that ties to Willow's resolution there is. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, because that who hasn't get blamed their own code and found out that they were um, the tormentor of their own shit? Yes, I oh yeah. yeah, no, I am the worst. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am my own worst enemy. Uh, all right, Alan, you got one for us? Yeah, you got a dev. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, like, so I want to take some time to deliberately um, improve my DevOps um, because I felt like I feel like that's kind of gotten rusty for me. And it's one of those things that it's easy to get rusty as a full stack developer, because that's the part you do in the beginning. And they're like, Oh, oh, good. Now it's up. And then you start pushing code to it and you're like, Oh, oh, good. It's staying there. And, and if everything goes well, you don't really touch, you know, your, Mm -hmm. your Terraform scripts or Ansible scripts um, until the next project. Uh, so, and depending um, on your yeah. line of work, if you're not in project-based work like us, that might be a right. long fuck. That might be your next job. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But I, you know, because I, I think it's fun though, and it, it is something that's definitely useful, and you can get a project going really quickly. But um, it really scratches the model train kind of itch for me uh, to to you know run a line of code and then have infrastructure out mm. there, you know like all your networking's already done and all of that. Yeah. Everything's really nice. Are you, are you uh, in particular got something? I know you've been working a lot. I know you've been doing a lot of Terraform lately, Alan. Mm-hmm. Is that is yeah. that where you want to put that that emphasis or is it more it, it, broad? It is, yeah. So so I toyed around with like, you know, we use Rancher. And so I want to understand deploying Rancher and, and maintaining the infrastructure underneath it. A lot better and so i've i've been diving into terraform scripts to do that and i toyed around with okay well i'll stand up the infrastructure and then i'll use ansible to you know provision it um that's it's a very sensible thing to do but uh you can just use terraform for that for so actually provisioning I, it and everything yeah so where i've gotten is installing kubernetes and rke uh, on a machine that's in its own network and all that and everything, um, but solely with with uh, Terraform. And part of that is specifically AWS EC2 instances. You can provide user data. And so you have a field that's basically just a, a shell script that you mm. can do in there. So you can just put shell commands in. And now you put that, you know, you could put that in an um, availability group, an auto-scaling group. 
Um, and the user data will always get run every time it brings up a new instance. Ah, so important. Yeah. How many times have we yeah. had autoscale Indeed. groups that brought up a new instance for us that didn't do a goddamn thing? It's just like, here yeah. it is. It's blank. Here it is. It's sitting you at look the, up the IP and run, yeah. run your script. Tell, it, tell it. it what language your keyboard is. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like sitting yeah. on, you know, on that screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you can you can create yeah, and you can you can create an AMI and kind of kind of do. I was gonna thing, say right? I was gonna ask like an RKE AMI and and have it boot that way is yeah. an option. Yeah, um, which which would also be a really good idea and and kind of a why not why not have that AMI sitting around? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and you can build that. So with, can what's do. what's the other HashiCorp product that Packer does, uh, Packer to to build the AMIs yeah. would be cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, have you guys heard of Pulumi? God bless you. <laughs> I think you got a booger stuck there. <laughs> he left a big booger cloud after that one. Spell it, Blake. Spell it for me so you can look at it. P U L U M I. P U L U M I. Pulumi. It's just like it sounded. Yeah. Modern Pulumi? infrastructure is code. I love. Yeah. I love the descriptor Pulumi. modern. Because no one's built anything that they didn't describe as modern for 300 right. years. But so, I'm so, with you. So, so let me just, before you look at it, let me describe it to you. What he's saying is before you talk nine kinds before of shit you about it, you haven't even mascot, read it. Yeah. Before, before you look at the mascot, let me explain to myself. <laughs> oh, so, God, I just uh, saw it. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop, stop. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a flying unicorn any day. <laughs> okay, so the premise is what if you could write your Terraform code in Python? Uh, I'm and listening. So you, yeah, and so that way you could you get all the benefits of a programming language. Right. Uh, of like being able to import variables, being able to iterate, being able to do, you know, lint, do whatever you need to do in there. Uh, and you do that in Python and it, and it, it will run, it basically runs the Terraform stuff underneath, commands underneath for you. It's built on top of Terraform. I fucking is, love that shit because when I, I think of, it. when I think of the aspect of like um, Terraform where it's like supposed to be cloud, I got to learn all that syntax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a big well, and, right? and like okay, it, it it'll do all you those things. You but. You've got modules that work for AWS, but then you've got a whole bunch of different shit for Azure and yeah. like in Python land. I would love to just be able to import some subclass common interface, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I, I want yeah, I want object oriented like inheritance for this yep. type of thing. Yeah, it sounds sweet. That's, that's what the, it works with, uh, like like GCP, Azure, AWS, um, and and like some others that I've never heard of. And uh, you can write it in Python. It. Go F sharp is an option here. TypeScript, yeah. JavaScript, TypeScript yeah. C sharp. Yeah. Uh, can I write it in YAML though? No. <laughs> like, can can I, can I <laughs> to do it? And or was it like, <laughs> where do I put my YAML? <laughs> uh, it's it, it, so we've been experimenting with this uh, work, and uh, and we're pretty much so before we were doing everything like before a lot of our shit was just like serverless functions. Um, and oh, we're also sort of migrating. Just perked up Austin, out of yeah. That, yeah I know, Austin excited. somewhere is going like, Austin's, I've got an essay. Austin's deep in serverless right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we're, but we're kind of migrating to more of an uh, event based architecture and um, like, 
And we're using this to do that, which has been crazy, honestly. It looks um, cool. Uh, the mascot yeah. is ridiculous. I hadn't even seen that yet when I came in hot, huh, Blake. But I, like, I'm actually, glad you were here to walk me through it, Blake. Before, yeah. If I found this organically, like on Reddit or something, and then <laughs> yeah. I would have probably got that far and be like, nope. I like, yeah, to, I think, I like yeah. to think I'm open-minded, but I know in truth I'm not. Uh, and <laughs> just imagine well, platypus just it. seems complicated. Like right away, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like a great white shark or something, maybe. Or something like that. That's a lot of pressure. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. it, there's too many frameworks out there. The mascot thing's hard to do. We, it's yeah, how we it's got totally the Django pony, just, you know. It's what, it's what makes just. you put eight legs on a cat. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got mm, but, but sometimes they nail it. Sometimes it's great. Like the Go Gopher, I feel like, is great. That was a good one. What, That's a good um, one. There was, what, but, was the, what was the Ember thing? Was it like a, like a hamster or like a, a, a hamster? Yeah, what the fuck is yeah, that? Like yeah. Harry the Hamster or something. I think. It makes no, no sense just whatsoever. No. And, and, and um, seriously, Blake, if you didn't know, there was for a point a a mascot for Django, the framework Python, which was the Django pony, but it looked like a unicorn. It was a pink horse. Um, and so like we have in, in this community no room to talk shit about mascots because we mm-hmm. might have the worst. <laughs> which is why we talk so much shit. I thought it was yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Say what, Willow? A green unicorn. No. That's that's uh that's just that's just an action that's just a server. Uh, the green oh, unicorn. Yeah. That's a yeah, but they um, use it a lot. They still use it even on some of that. Well, stuff. it's weird because Django's like original color palette was was all pink. Oh yeah, it has the, wings too. The Django website was all pink and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then they switched to green, and now you got green horses. It, it got all fucked up. Um, okay, it's making this thing look good. That's what it's doing. All <laughs> about these things. It's making this thing look good. I so think it looks a lot better now. If you're a Django person, you should go find. There's video out there of Adrian Halavity, one of the original creators of Django. Just like, you know, trying his best to be good because the because the pony was open sourced by the community. And as a creator of this thing, he was just like, yeah, they made us a mascot. It's great. Just doing his best to like balance his like just absolute hatred for that goddamn pony. Uh, Talking at a Google. He was he was doing like a Google keynote. He's like, yeah, for the pony. That's awesome. Yeah. that you know struggles of an open source uh, like yeah for like, sure it's just like ah you know they gave me this sweet orm and i appreciate the, this is a really good orm thank you community it also came with the pony so yeah i gotta balance that um um one one thing that like i do want to like touch on on the plumey thing that has been and then i'll shut up about it uh that has been really cool is um they have like the the AWS crosswalk shit um, built in, which means like, let's say you need to create a VPC or something and it will, you basically give it a couple parameters, a config, uh, but it, it'll go out and it's going to create the appropriate like CIDR blocks, routing tables, security groups, uh, subnets, et cetera, like all that for you. And it provides you, you know, the output of that um, is like, the ARNs or the IDs or whatever of those. And you can then take those and like, I'm going to hook my Lambda over here or my uh, EC2 instance. I'm going to put that in the private subnet and do all this other stuff. Uh, it's just cool. Cause like you don't have to, you know, in Terraform, 
you have to go through the process of like, okay, I'm going to do all that myself now. Um, well, I, I guess that that's probably to some extent inspired a little bit by like Terraform's um, output system, right? Because you have that yeah, in Terraform. Uh, you can like every, capture every, resources. Yeah, in every, variables. everything that this does, you, you can do with Terraform. Like the, the benefit yeah. is not having to know Terraform, basically. Like totally. that's really where a lot of the work is, is is like one of the things is with the with the cider blocks and the subnets and all that you can think like well i know how to do that through the wizard that'll walk me through it but um yeah like once you once you learn it you know terraform's not that bad they they've got some modules which is something i hadn't Mm. played around with much um that that is really interesting for um a lot a lot of your common security groups like if you just were standing up a standard web server and you import mm-hmm. 80 port 443 yeah. Yeah, like yeah you can just import all that it's almost like module, npm yeah. install my mo- my mm-hmm. my module and then yeah um but yeah this, is, I this mean, is basically that this is the like the thing i was talking about is basically the equivalent of that so i don't know if it's been a while since i've done terraform so i don't know how much it's changed i mean it wasn't like perfectly intuitive though that out, it's gotten it, better it's like it's gotten you, better you have a variables file where you like assign values to variable names and then you run yep. other commands that generate an out but you have to like take the output of that command and stuff it over here and then point at that as a variables file it's not exactly like automated although you uh, you can buy like wrapping bash scripts and by the way that's that's terraform 2017 so maybe that's changed yeah i was gonna say yeah. i was gonna say they've they've definitely made improvements um like the string interpolations is way better because used to declaring your variables you had to do a string interpolation yeah. and like string formatting put it in there you don't have to do that now the anything you put into a variable anywhere is kind of globally accessible so you can just var whatever the name of my variable is and then you know access your variables that way so that's that's pretty sweet the naming convention and file convention is just kind of so you sanely know where everything is because you kind of can just put everything everywhere and i kind of get that you want things to be solid state and infrastructure where you like basically have a blueprint sitting over here Mm -hmm. and it's not like you rerun it and it regenerates the outputs just like leave the outputs what they were those things are static and rerun from there um but i'm this is cool i'm i'm I'm, I'm going to try this out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I'm, I, I'm curious I mean, to know what you think. Yeah. It's, it's still pretty, like, I, w- I would say uh, they have almost all of the same Terraform stuff, like, mapped. Uh, I think there are probably some things that they likely don't have. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I'm really curious to hear what you guys think about after uh, after using it. Thanks for bringing, us, bringing it to our attention. Um, yeah. Man, did we get did we get everybody's resolutions? Did everybody contribute to who wanted to? I think so. I think so. So yeah. Well, look at us—a bunch of a bunch of productive uh, people with. <laughs> we with, set an objective. We, we achieved got shit it. to do. Um, I love it. Blake's gonna write less JavaScript. That's very exciting. Um, <laughs> good for you. Uh, we we lost all. We may have lost all of the Peloton discussion, which is too bad. But Blake also oh, man, committed. Yeah. Blake and I are both going to ride double uh, centuries this year. Is the plan? So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Dude, I'm I'm Blake. I'm thinking about getting a gravel bike. This is my, okay. my current bike obsession. I've got a road yeah. bike, but I kind of want something with disc brakes and some bigger tires, mm. so that I can just bomb it off of shit that I would never dream of taking my road bike off of. It's kind of yeah, kinda yeah. Plan. I, I hear that. Uh, 
you know, it's it's good for it's good for trails, but also like city streets. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. You know. Gravel bikes are cool. Uh, I my current obsession is I want a a new road bike, <laughs> which is like always the struggle for me. We have uh, the it's N plus. Like, it's the N plus one problem. Um, yeah, with the appropriate is. number of bikes, um, it's, it's exactly or right. or N minus one if you subscribe to the like buy bikes until you get divorced philosophy. Then it's N minus <laughs> one is the appropriate number of bikes. Um, yeah, man. Well, cool. It's good to see you, Blake. Yeah, you, come back anytime. We always say that, but I mean it. You come back on this show whenever you yeah. want. All right. We don't even mind that you've been writing. What 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 JavaScript have you been writing lately? Are you React right now? Or you were doing some. No, no, it's an interesting question. Actually, Uh, I haven't been able to do much front end lately. Uh, I've been almost exclusively living in DevOps land for the past two months as we make this pivot to totally different infrastructure. Um, So I've been doing a shit ton of. Like yeah, just AWS uh, and Pulumi and Terraform and H- hence the recommendation. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've yeah I've been in this shit for a while now. Um, so doing that plus like some Node TypeScript stuff. That's most mostly where I've been lately. Um, so the like and why I said that was interesting is because I think that like I miss doing the front end stuff because I the visual stuff is, is exciting to me. Like I like being able to make something and then have something to show for it. Yeah. Um, and so you I mean, think you mean when why. you go to demo your Terraform scripts, the clients don't go <laughs> like, Oh my God, it's fucking awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Exactly. Look at all that. That's, that's why we use ranchers so we can show them something. That <laughs> look, at those, look at those objects. Uh, yeah. Is it yeah, supposed exactly. to be red like that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, yeah, it's no, not. It's bad. <laughs> that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, like creating more shit and, and, and building more like public facing stuff this year is, uh, is part of like an effort to continue to, um, keep, you know, n- keep that knife sharp. Front end. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. That's what, when Alan said earlier, being full stack makes it hard to keep. It's true. When you've got, mm-hmm. when you've got five mm-hmm. blades to keep sharp at all times, it's really hard to sharpen them all at the same time. You kind of tend to mm-hmm. focus on one while another one dulls and atrophies. Mm-hmm. Um, totally it's true. always the one you're using at the time that you're focused on yeah you know? and i get why devops can go dull the most because you know it tends to be the one that if you're not in the middle of a big re-architecture like like blake's doing it's the one that like you know yeah you only use that blade every one it's, a year goes by and you go oh shit this was dull the last time i used it i forgot <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> damn yeah, i really need to sharpen that out now a dedicated devops person so mm-hmm. I won't be have to be doing as much of it going forward, and I'll be doing more of the like business logic type stuff, um, which is cool. Because honestly, if I'm being honest, like uh, I, like the DevOps thing is like a necessary evil for me. It's not something I like super duper enjoy. Like it's not it's not a model train for me. Sorry, Alan. No, it's okay. Um, Still a model train for me, even though it's not yeah, you. totally. Uh, I'm glad it is. I'm the one that's sorry. Not for me. <laughs> tell, your, tell your company, Blake, if they want to hire us, we can put Alan on there, and he will enjoy every okay. minute of it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Choo 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 choo. <laughs> put together, sit in the middle of it, and watch it go around him. Mm-hmm. Like a kid on Christmas, like Kubernetes yeah, cluster, like a Christmas tree. Y'all, I got Henry a remote controlled um, 
train like a brio train for his wooden train set so now he's got like a train that pulls cars and oh that's cool god it's all day it's just him sitting in there like he's writing terraform Uh code just like watching (laughs) like we're gonna go oh shit it fell off the track that's awesome (laughs) let's rebuild it uh it's funny that's good stuff my daughter asked for like this giant hot wheels thing for christmas which is like she is the girly like my wife is not like a girly girl uh, and my daughter is the girliest girl I've ever known. So I don't know where it like comes from. It's funny how that shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's also an extrovert and we're both introverts. Uh, and, and so, uh, or at least she is right now that may change over time, but, um, but she asked for this like giant hot wheels thing. And I was so into it because like, <laughs> I don't get to do that with her very often, you know, like, Oh, we're going to, get all these fucking cars and build this track and uh boy very boy things so it was exciting i had a She's very really into mario kart lately that's awesome her. that's good yeah. that's good dadding right there i saw the new yeah. ones that you can do that like are actual little right? remote yeah, control mario karts yeah. yeah i haven't got it that looks fucking cool yeah that does look cool we had a pretty good uh father-son christmas uh deal this year as well uh, between the between the the model train and uh, I got him a but he got a bunch of space stuff some from me and some nice. from other people but like I got him a little planetarium that projects stars up cool, on the ceiling cool. it's got like the Those constellations on cool. it dude it's sweet yeah. uh, and then Paige got me a telescope so uh, so we're getting to do that together and so it's like all kinds of space shit you know well, that's a good gift um, yeah because he's he's three now. So last year he was two. I mean, he got fun stuff for Christmas, but this is the first time yeah. that we're doing like science activities and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, this is my, I'm in my sweet spot right now as, oh, as yeah. a dad. I'm peeking. Uh, so it's been, that's been pretty fun. Totally. Yeah. Like we got, uh, she also got like a microscope, which has been super fun. Nice. Um, yeah. We, we, be, we do like a fair amount of sciencey stuff because she ends up like, but it's all, almost all animal related because that's like her jam. All right. Animals. Um, but yeah, so I got this thing, Casey. Uh, it's a cast iron, uh, like griddle type grill thing. Yeah. Uh, for 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 camping. Oh, sweet! And it's like and it's like it's probably about that big. Uh, and like for for the audiences, two Blake heads is how big it it's was. two Blake heads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Uh, <laughs> It's like, it's like the whole thing's cast iron. It's got a, a lid on it. Uh, and, and it's got a griddle that goes across the middle that you can take out. Okay. And so you can make like stews or chilies in it. Uh, or you can put that on there and make like pancakes. And it sits on this little uh, like tripod type thing. And the tripod at the bottom, you can, uh, it's got a little like surface where you can put co- hot coals and then cover it? them up. So it keeps, yeah. Yeah. Keeps I've, I've got something it's not quite like that but it's like a old i got it from it was my grandmother's it's like a, i think they they called it a hibachi but it's not actually a hibachi but it's kind of the same deal you can put mm. coals in the bottom of it and then it's got a, a flat griddle and grates on it um that it's like yeah. we haven't had a lot of success with it with cam- when camping just because it's old and it's it's got some issues right. but uh man i love some good some good camp cast iron stuff i actually got Paige a cast iron uh, uh waffle iron uh, for Christmas, Ooh. which has been sweet, just stovetop waffles, and we'll take it That's camping. Like a gift just, for her and a gift for you, Casey. This is how I gift, and it's <laughs> and it's selfish and it's shitty of me. But yes, <laughs> yes, I got her a waffle iron 
and <laughs> I got Henry like fun activities that I want to do. But you know, it all goes the same way. Paige is going to enjoy that telescope just as much as I am. Uh, that's how we all gift yeah. in our house. It's just like, what's something we all want? That's what we're getting. Uh, have you? Did you see that video? Uh, it was an SNL thing about like the gift, and and it's like yeah. the mom, like the mom. she got a robe or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't so know. it was. I totally got my wife a robe. <laughs> 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 like we we laughed about that so fucking. And I had ordered it before that came out. Like nice. I was like, ah, oh, you know. <laughs> but uh, did you uh, laugh nervously through the whole scheme? You're like, ah, right? please God, do something else. No, just more Is she laughing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's so Great. good. I uh, I got I got <laughs> funny. I got Paige a Roomba this year. Um, and actually last year got her a Dyson vacuum, um, like a portable thing. And so from the outside, you might look at that and go like, damn, two vacuums in a row. That's kind of, but you would not know our relationship at all because that shit was a fucking hit. That Roomba goes off three times a day. Now I have to fight it off while I'm down here. We're like, get the fuck out of here. It's always in here, uh, doing it. And I don't know we haven't, I had a, have one of the neato robotic ones, you know, like Kmart yeah. Roomba, uh, yeah. a couple years ago, and it, it was not a great experience. So I haven't had a, a modern Roomba until now. Um, it's fucking life changing. Yeah, Dude, our house is spotless dog. all the time. Yeah, that's you true. We don't have a dog right now. Yeah, yeah you got a little we, dog. They can be. They can be. I've, everyone's. If you haven't seen the <laughs> the Roomba shit apocalypse uh, yeah, yeah. story, yeah. 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 We don't yeah. have that problem. It, it has, um, it has, we, we don't have a dog, but we have a three year old, which is similar in some ways. Um, <laughs> not as much poop on the floor, but definitely food. Uh, and it, yeah. it's gotten a hold of some Play Doh before and, and done some serious mm-hmm. stuff. I bet Tyrell can have one with his situation right now. Tyrell yeah. would lose a dog. His dog's so little. That's a, that's a tiny puppy. The whole thing <laughs> would get vacuumed up. up. Yeah. Yeah. We, we how, old, uh, how old's your puppy? He is three and a half weeks old. Oh, yeah. Tyrell's like on yeah. on daily standups, like nursing him with a bottle. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm not kidding. That's that's no, real yeah. talk. It's yeah, it's true. Yeah. Willow, you'll appreciate. Like, what's funny was, uh, we did a, um, we went over some customer spec. I went over with some customer specs with Willow for the client that she's starting work on next week, and I was I was nursing him the whole time, and I was having her like scroll through the doc. I was like, now scroll up. And I was like going over wireframes with her. <laughs> and then for the next meeting that I didn't make it to because uh, we just had like meetings all day. I was about to be in that meeting four hours later nursing the because he eats in four hour increments right now. Oh, so I was just like, Willow's going to think I never put this stuff like, down. Like, did you just miss it? for the bottle since it 9 a.m.? Foie gras or something. <laughs> That's so funny. That's funny. We ha- we have uh, one of the Roomba things, and uh, my wife named it Jacques. And I swear to God, I hate that thing. Isn't uh, like Jacques Cousteau? Off- Jacques off know. of uh, Finding Nemo, I bet. Mm. I have no idea. But it, that's motherfucker, I swear, like- when it's on, <laughs> follows me around. Like, I swear it follows me into rooms. Well, you, you can like- tell that I was not, I mean, like, it, I said it's life-changing, but you he- heard my frustration about yeah. fighting it off. Because yeah. it can be a persistent little bastard um yeah and it like it oh. scares it when that thing like comes running up your foot 
Does that happen to you? Like while you're cooking breakfast mm. or something, and it like sneaks no, up I, on you? Ours I kick is, it when it gets too close. That's what I do too. It's got a little bumper on the front. Like, fuck you, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Get the fuck away from me, Jock. Well, like ours is kind of quiet, and it will it will sneak up on me and just run up my foot, uh, like while I'm cooking breakfast a, or something. Yeah. Oh, it, it startles me. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's a little much. Uh, <laughs> like people getting hit by Priuses. Yeah, a little electric. I, ours are not that. Ours is not that quiet. I want to know how many people. Well, I guess mostly women, but some men too, uh, have like babies and are able to do their job at home and take care of their baby. I, d- I don't think it's too many, but I could be wrong. I think a lot of people are having to. That's for sure. I don't know. I know of some people, they're still going with the, the daycare. Yeah. They just can't, you know. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what we did. Like, yeah. It was just not, it just wasn't feasible to like keep her home because Jen works and I work and uh, we did for a while because when when everything shut down, we did. Uh, And that sucked because that means, you know, I would stay home with with Lark during the day. And then when Jen, Jen works first shift at the hospital. So she would get home at like three and then my work day would start at like 3.15 and I would work until, you know, 10, 11. And then go to sleep, do the fucking same thing every day, which absolutely sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's yeah. Everyone's people are doing what they got to do. The- I feel like it could be, it could either be harder or easier with like a really young baby. Cause you know, like they don't, they don't bug you every five. They do, but not in the same way. Uh, no, I mean, you're, you're not wrong about that. I, I, put them there and they're still there yeah exactly i mean i remember thinking of how active it was parenting henry when he was like you know three months old um and it was active and it was very mentally draining we were exhausted and stuff like that but the truth is that i did have a little bouncy chair that i could put him in and i could just get a foot on that thing and i could work yeah you know, yeah. and I might have been like exhausted because I was up every couple of hours at night. It was like a different type of problem, but like I could entertain him. And you, yeah, like Tyrell or like Alan said, you put him in one spot and he's there for the until he starts rolling around and stuff. Then they, <laughs> yeah. then they just start rolling across start the house. Rolling. No one told me that they were just going to roll around the house, uh, <laughs> but that's what happens. Uh, yeah, but like uh, Henry being three now, the, the most frustrating thing. In the fucking world that I can possibly do in my life is attempt to do anything while he's in the room with me. Like, then what it is, anything that I need to focus on. If it's just like, if I want to like listen to a podcast or I want to write some code or I want to talk on the phone mm. with a three year old in the room, it's just like the minute the attention's nope. not on him, he's just like, rah, 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 and I'm like, not kidding. That's Three literally what he does. He'll just start yeah. making sounds um, <laughs> until I'm just like, I can't think straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. When kids get a little older, I, it depends on your kid and their temperament and what you're trying to yeah. do. But I will say in my personal experience, yeah, I, it would have been easier to stay at home, dad and work Henry as a, as a six year old or a six month old than him as a three year old right now. 1000%. Sure. Yeah. He can open That's the door. We have to like yeah. stop him. He just goes walking down the street sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like, you and, should see my nephew. He's a freaking. Is he a escape artist? Temperamental. No, he's just like temperamental. 
Yeah. Yes, they That's do how that. My daughter is. He gets mad and he gets oh. sassy. Oh yeah, Henry's yep. Henry's definitely found his his challenge. He mm, he has found mm-hmm. how to throw a fit. Yeah, in like a big way. In like yeah, a in totally. like a like tr- real talk right now like in my and my like, family like in our household this is the biggest problem that we are facing as a family unit right now is figuring out how to progress through this new era of like he's always had meltdowns because kids have meltdowns but mm-hmm. like his meltdowns have staying power now it's not the kind yeah. of we we've gotten to a place where it's like oh we can't just like categorically say like hey sit there for five minutes and you'll feel better. It's just like we have to bring resolution to the meltdowns now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, in the last like I'd say month, um, yeah. he has discovered the ability to like. <laughs> he's rage like, the yeah, fuck out. yeah, yeah. He'll rage and 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 he's basically like, this fucking ends when I say it ends. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on my terms now. I just realized I have free will, and uh, and he's exploiting. <laughs> <it. laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like Kimmy yeah. G circular breathing so he can just play the saxophone. Yeah. Nonstop. yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, like, yeah, upset to the point of like me worried that he's gonna pass out. You know, um, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. And, and, it only takes. You know, it hasn't happened that much, but it's we 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 now know that he's capable of it, and so like, yeah, yeah, they can be temperamental to say the least. Yeah, we've we've gone through phases, right? Like, yeah. we'll have a, we'll have, we'll have a phase, like, you know, maybe three weeks or so, where it's like it's way worse, and like she's super moody, and uh, see you, Tyrell. Uh, yeah, see you guys, Tyrell's out. Um, where she'll get like super moody and be really difficult and and just throw insane temper tantrums and fits uh, and and then and we have no idea why you know and and then sometimes we'll go like really long periods where everything is really chill and it is crazy um, but my, and my daughter like eventually got to the point where when she started to be able to talk and communicate you know, being in the same, you mentioned being in the same room and trying to get anything done. When I wake her up in the morning, her mouth literally opens. She begins talking. She does not stop talking mm-hmm. until she gets to bed. <laughs> That's night. it. Yeah. Yep. It's ca- a con- like stream of consciousness, like, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I can't answer all these questions. <laughs> that's that's Henry. There's still a few activities we can give Henry where he'll like get absorbed in it. Playing with Play Doh is one of them. If we give him Play Doh, he just like <laughs> he becomes one with the dough um, for a while, and then he'll he can that can hold his attention for a long time, for like hours if given the time. Mm. The 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 main difference between my life and what you just described, Blake, is that Henry does the waking up in our house. Um, he gets mm. he wakes up before mom and dad does, and so it's just like we hear him talking as he's coming down the hall, and it's That's just so funny. he's also got he's his imagination has developed really rapidly. He has an imaginary friend right now, which is really interesting because oh, I, that, I that wasn't a dynamic that I had as a kid, but apparently Paige uh, did. My, for, for me, yeah, totally. He has an imaginary friend named Garland uh, that he came around Christmas time, so I think it's Christmas Garland is where it came from. <laughs> who's he's very cosmopolitan. Garland's from Europe. Uh, oh, and shit. yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's got a he's got a Europe. He's more world. I have I don't have any European friends. Uh, yeah, and so, but like, what's great is he uh, he will do Garland's voice for him. So we'll hear him having a dialogue, like 
and doing like voices back and forth. Like he'll just be like, "Do you want to do this?" No, I don't think so. Okay, well we'll do that instead. And it's just like, "Oh, who are you talking to?" And it's it's Garland. Um, but yeah, so like he'll so the so the whole gaggle of him, him and Garland and everyone and 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 uh, Curious George, his stuffed animal that goes everywhere with him. The three of them will just come fucking traipsing into our bedroom at six thirty in the morning, having a lively conversation. <laughs> you know. <laughs> about whatever the hell Garland got into in Europe last week. And it's just like, I'm not ready for this. I need another hour. Yeah. Uh, Kids, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I had imaginary friends. I had a whole fucking gaggle of them. Right. I can still remember what they look like in my head. I wonder that because like I didn't have one, so I don't know if he actually visualizes it or if it's Uh, I did, yeah. My sister had one that was like a wizard that sat at the end of her bed and it was creepy. She said it was creepy as hell. And like, it was more like a, a nightmare imaginary. You know, I also real talk. We, we did the, the weird sleep episode and I talked about my issues with, um, with, oh, right. with traditional yeah. nightmares, the uh, uh, sleep paralysis. And I worry for Henry because the concept of bad dreams and nightmares has been in his lexicon from like when he was 18 months old. Um, Mm. Like he would tell us. And so I think he might've inherited some of his dad's sleep issues, unfortunately, because like he would have issues sleeping and stuff. And we probably brought it on and we'd ask him like, did you have a bad dream and stuff? But he's been telling us about his bad dreams for a long time. Um, And it's Mm. pretty common. So I, 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 I hurt for him because I know what that's like having that, that kind of thing. I've lived it. Uh, and I think he's got something like it, but like he does, he does have there. Garland is not like that, but he does have some other stuff. It's funny what uh, what a kid interprets as a as a bad dream, though, because like a because a nightmare in particular is really more about not the image of it, but how it makes you feel, right? Mm. And so there's shit that to me is like, bro, that's not scary at all. That's like terrifying to him. You know, yeah. and like he's told me about some of his dreams where like he was like, I don't know, Dad, I, I don't think you should turn my nightlight off because of the deer. And I'm like, what? I'm like the deer. And I was like, oh, did you, you see a deer, you know, or something? And he like talks about it. He's like, yeah, it comes through the gate. And he was basically came to the realization that on one side of his room at night, he was thought there was this gate, like a garden gate that a deer would come through. And I was like, oh, was the deer scary? And he's just like, yeah, he eats the grass. I'm like. Is that scary though? Like, like, but that for him, it was just like this. I don't know if there was a gate in my room yeah. and a fucking deer walked in every night. That probably freaked me out too. But uh, it, little things like that that he talks about. And just today, he did a craft totally on his own. I don't know where he picked it up, but he started making dream catchers for us. And he brought me like four of them. He's like, he knows, he knows dad sleeps weird. He brought me like four dream, like little pieces of paper with tape on them that he stuck to the wall all over the house for dream catchers. It's amazing the shit that kids pick up on. He's got the sixth sense. Dude, I, I worry about that sometimes. And I did ask him, I did ask him about his imaginary friend to describe what Garland looked like to me. Cause I was curious if he visualized it. The thing is yeah. that um, Henry is like a, he's like a, 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 a like a repel shell, an interpreter. Like if you ask it a question, it will give you an answer. You know, mm-hmm. do you like how I brought that back, Alan? Yeah, it took um, me a second. I was like a rep. What, but you know what, what I'm talking about? Like, that? like yeah, what I mean yeah. is like I tell this to clients all the time, where it's like the the value of unit testing. It's like, bro, we can write math and like 
that still has to be vetted in the domain of whether or not the math was right. And I don't mean that like whether or not we copied the formula. You got to like check the numbers because if you add two mm-hmm. numbers together, you will get a result. There's nothing that guarantees that that result is actually accurate. It's correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing with Henry when you ask him questions because he never goes, I don't know. You know, if you say, Henry, what did you, <laughs> yeah. what'd you have for lunch today? And he doesn't remember. He's just like, we ate a tire. And he'll like, where did you do anything? Did you go to the park today? And if he doesn't remember, he'll just say yes. And we rode unicorns, you know, he'll make stuff up. So I asked him what Garland looked like. And I don't know if this is how he actually visualized Garland, but I believe (laughs) Garland has curly hair like me, uh, green skin, purple eyes. And uh, there was something really weird about Garland's arm hair. Very Um, European. <laughs> Not armpit hair, but maybe that's how I interpret it, you know. Yeah, but green skin and purple stuff. So, so his that made me wonder: like, is Garland an alien in his mind, or was he just making shit up because I was interrogating him? And I'll never know the answer to that. But right. it's good to know, Blake, that you had a visual on your imaginary friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have like a frame a, of reference for this, you know. Well, and I had a ton of them. Like, I, I probably I had a whole gang. Like, I had like seven of them, um, and. The, the, there was one main one though, uh, and uh, it was it was like a it looked kind of like Snoopy, um, and I went everywhere with that thing. I talked to that thing all the time, and my mom uh, remembers very, and I remember this happening. Uh, like one day, she asked me like, "Where was my imaginary friend?" And I was like, "Oh, he went on vacation, and he and he never came back." Like Dude, I was that, gonna that, say. That, yeah, Paige that was how a, like it ended. Paige had a bunch, huh. right? She talked about, yeah. and they had some incidents. There was like a big blow up, and I want to say it was something like her dad closed the door in the car, and like the friend didn't get in, and it got left <laughs> behind at the Grand Canyon, <laughs> or something. Oh, shit, something like that, you know? Oh man, mine was not traumatic. It was like, oh, you know, like. Well, it was I just remember time. it being like like being upset about it, and like I think she she's told this story before and it was a big blow up and she wouldn't get out of the grand Canyon and, the, and something about the friend. And it's like, I don't know. I just, it's like in Skyrim when I lose a house, Carl, you know, or a horse, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you just like turn around at some point and you're like, where'd that motherfucker go? Oh, <laughs> get, guess he's dead. <laughs> like, Did I with the fireball. Oh, oh shit. No. Damn it. <sighs> I don't even know if I've saved, I've probably saved like five times since then. <laughs> I'll just go get a new one, you know? Yeah, so I think that's yeah. what happened is I think one of Paige's imaginary friends got abandoned at the Grand Canyon and froze to death. Man. And they were just like, oh, you got more. <laughs> yeah. But I love that that's how it ends. It's like you there's there's you have some sort of permanence it's with it. closure yeah. Some, yeah. somewhere in there, huh? Yeah. yeah. Wild. I wonder what happens to Garland. I'll keep you guys updated mm. on, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it I think it's cool. I wish my daughter had an imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe that it was European. That's dude, that's that's crazy. I love that though. Like I, I asked him, I was like, "Hi, Garland," and he said something, and I I don't know. I guess I asked him where he's from, and he said he's from Europe. And I was like, "How the <laughs> fuck do you know what Europe is?" You know, like he didn't right, have a yeah. specific country in mind. He just told me the continent. You know, he's, he's yeah. European. So that's how Europeans are. They're like, "I'm just from Europe," so he's, he's you know, that means just like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have we have. I could just tell. <laughs> we have some friends that uh, moved to Germany somewhat recently, so I'm assuming it's along that. But but I don't know how he put together that Germany was in Europe. I don't think we've talked about. I don't know, but he just decided that Garland's from Europe. It was wild. Cracked me up. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. All right, I'll shut the fuck up now and spare the listeners hearing about 
my son's imaginary friends. Um, but good hanging out with you. I love Blake. that shit. I love dad talk. Man. I know, man. Dad, yeah, we no, could do a separate good. podcast. I could dad talk all we, day. We fucking could. Yeah, let's do it. Well, when 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 the when the lofty office officially just just becomes a podcast studio, and that's all we do there. <laughs> Um, we'll have the space and the means to just produce shows. Maybe we'll pivot the whole business and we'll just become a podcast production company. So, you know, okay. Yeah. While we're making resolutions, I don't know. I prefer not. I prefer that not to be my resolution. Would you rather just write code for us? Okay. I guess we can do both. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been good hanging. Yeah. Come back and see us. Come back and see us. All right. Y'all have a good weekend. I'll I'll catch you later. All right. We'll see you in a week. All right. All right. Bye. y'all. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at hirelofty.com. <laughs>